Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Welcome back to your favorite cartoon podcast that often features G.I. Joe, but also doesn't. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I just want you to know that when I fill in for you and I'm the one who's saying, hey, everybody, yes. I am terrible, and yet I'm still better than that. That is outrageous. How dare I've been doing this for how many years now, Chan? More than four. More than four years, and you're trying to tell me right now on this moment mm-hmm. I have not improved at all? Mm. I mean, if you're listening, go ahead and and tweet at us with the hashtag Ray has not improved in four years <laughs> or Ray is tolerable. Either. To be fair, Ray is, hashtag Ray is tolerable is a wonderful hashtag that I will embrace <laughs> and run with until you put it on a T-shirt and not a real thing. Uh, well, I have different Ray T-shirts. You know this. Yes, I do. <laughs> that was the point. I was trying to cross promote. Jesus Christ, do you not understand? Guys, you should also I check out the Who Would Win show. No, no, you don't get week. to do that anymore. Oh, no, I don't. Why not? Ugh. We're joined by a very special guest. No, Gina today. Gina had birthday parties and TV being a part of things to do. She's really popular, Robert Clark Chan. She's Hollywood Gina. Hollywood Gina. So instead, we're joined by special guest Tyler Davidson of the uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Hello. Absolutely. Hey. How's it going? A Thank wonderful you for program. Me. Uh, yeah, I never know. I've I've kind of developed this sort of dual persona inadvertently. I never know if I'm going to be introed as Tyler Davidson or as Ty Matthews. Nah. They're kind of interchangeable at Sorry. this point. Did you, do you do you want to go by Ty? It, it's did super super. I'm happy okay, to go great. by. I don't, I don't break kayfabe. I no no no. It's, like... At this point, like they're kind of one and the same. <laughs> like I I started hosting for AfterBuzz TV, and I just figured because I was already using Ty Matthews. Uh, as a wrestling persona that I would use it there. And then they just kind of fused together and got muddled together. <laughs> so th- this is a, this is a Mick Foley situation. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Right. It's, yeah, it's one of the same. But yes, yeah, I've, I've been part of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood for the better part of a decade now. That's awesome. Uh, we're on track to air our 500th episode in Holy 2020. Crap. Damn. Yeah, yeah, we've been at it for a while. <laughs> And, uh, and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, it's one of those shows, I mean, it, it's on here, and, mm-hmm. and whenever it's on, I always have to watch 
as much of it as I, I'm allowed to by the family. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always just like, well, I want to see what what the guys are doing. Yeah, it's it's a fun show for sure, and I I love what the NWA is doing right now. But I feel like we we were bringing studio wrestling back years ago. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. But it, uh, it's the best wrestling. I would also say for the record, I always preferred kind of that more intimate ECW small arena. Uh, uh, you know, old, old WCW. Sure. Uh, that's always been kind of my jam, kind of the Smoky Mountains kind of a kind of a way to be, as opposed to the over-the-top, nobody's even wrestling anymore. It's just, I mean, God bless them, but it's 45 minutes of people shouting at each other. Right. Wrestling, <laughs> rest, the Vince McMahon style of wrestling died when uh, uh, they had the Triple H, Stephanie McMahon wedding, which took up the entire two hours of Raw, and I don't think they had a single match that night. I remember that so vividly because yeah. I went to the SmackDown taping that the day after that. Oh, gosh. And it, and it was, I really only remember Viscera. 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 <laughs> Love Viscera. Great, great member of the brood. R.I.P. Viscera. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. uh, I took uh, Egon to PWG about a month before he was born. Uh, <laughs> so I was, n- n- I mean. Was that when they God were still in Reseda? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, the mother of my child almost got her foot broken by some jackass oh, who was no. nearby, like oh, stopping. Also, and and then she went because uh, it was a rough pregnancy, and she was like sick a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Went off to the bathroom. Uh, a few minutes later, one of the matches just came through and wrecked the chair that she was sitting oh, in. I'm God. like, oh, that, I'm I'm glad that that all worked <laughs> out, didn't oh, it? That's like that a was... Macbeth situation. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. The sword flies out of the guy's hand to hit the only empty seat in the audience. Incredible. Although I'm guessing Wait, for this PWG show you were at, there was more than just the one empty seat. <laughs> what? 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 How, Do you not what? know the Macbeth story? You know the Macbeth the, story. The extent of my Macbeth knowledge is limited to like sleep no more, and that's about it. Like <laughs> that's as, as I know Macbeth in as much as it's used in sleep no more. I mean, honestly, I haven't uh, read it or performed it in 15 years or something like that. That's so fine. I was running through my head. I was like, oh no, no, there's definitely a part where a a sword. And an empty seat. And <laughs> what the f- what? Hashtag, I know about Ray's story of Macbeth's empty chair and the sword. There you go. That's get a it, hashtag that should be trending very, very soon. <laughs> Use it. Here's the thing. I'm not even going to ask what that was from. I don't care. <laughs> Guys, to completely stay on topic, let's talk about Doug. Yes. Doug, the Nicktoon, Nickelodeon cartoon. Unless I'm mistaken, that was Nickelodeon, correct? Well, uh, see, the the original incarnation was the episode we'll be talking about is from the the Disney Channel iteration. Yeah. Okay, of Doug. Right this felt like end. late stage Doug. It this really was, did. There was I looked it up on on uh, fandom or Wikipedia, and there was only like three episodes after this. Oh wow, of, of Doug entirely. Uh, we've done a couple of like real late uh, series episodes. We did and the some final get, gummy bears. Yeah, some of them get real fun because they're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> put them in in the internet shit whatever exactly. yeah oh, shit, I- that's right that because we and, and and not to cut you off yeah, yeah yeah we did the next to last episode of ducktales and in that episode <laughs> scrooge gets halfway through you think it's a story where there's a mistaken identity where scrooge mcduck's clock is about to die but he thinks he's getting medical news not about his clock but about his own ticker inside him and so you're like oh it's going to be one of those episodes and then 10 minutes in they decide actually everyone's getting sucked into the internet in the Did late Duck 90s go that late yeah i didn't know that yeah, this is like bbs internet like yeah, this is like, it's like way 94 back or something like oh, that wow it's, so like 
it they had no effing idea what the internet so was. So it was a lot earlier than this oh, one. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's by, by a few years. But it's funny that, like you say, a late episode, it's just like sort of a, a in a horror movie series, the fourth one always goes to space. <laughs> when you get towards the end of your cartoon series, in the next to last episode or thereabouts, you got to go to the internet. You go to the internet. <laughs> this, all, this, is, this is a new theory I think holds water. <laughs> so what is your experience with Doug? So I was much more... More familiar with the with the Nickelodeon with the Nicktoon era of sure. of Doug. I feel like I don't know what it was that changed. Well, I I think by the time um, Disney's Doug came around because it started in '96, so I would have been ten around that time. And I think I was already like all of my attention was going more towards wrestling than it was to cartoons. Yeah. Um. And so I think Nickelodeon era Doug, I was on board with that. But by the time this came out, it it felt weird to me. Like Disney's Doug felt a lot more um, like polished in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like the original Doug, in a way, was like I guess you could say like lo-fi. Like the the animation wasn't really all that crisp and like. Because um, it's sort of the Bob's Burgers to the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a, a little yeah, more low key. And- exactly. Um, and so, so yeah, so I think by, by the time Disney's Doug had come around and especially by the time that this episode had come around, um, I, I wasn't all that familiar with it, but when it was on Nickelodeon, I absolutely adored it. I loved Doug. Um, I mean, really all of the Nicktoons of that era, uh, I was super on board with. I was really big into Ren and Stimpy and Rugrats and, and Our Real Monsters and, and kind of all that stuff. I will say in general, um... If I if I have an awareness of a cartoon and I feel like it's probably a little too good uh, for the show, I'll I'll try and like nudge away from it. Sure. But um, uh, I, I I figured like I have some recollection that this was probably a pretty decent show. Uh, but I I figured I could probably find uh an episode that was pretty wonky and yeah, I think it did okay. Yeah, uh, I this think. Is- there's some there's some problems with this episode. There's some there's some charm to to Doug even late stage Doug. Late yeah. Stage. Uh, <laughs> no, that's yeah, I that's compare fine. late stage Doug to late yeah. stage capitalism. Like, no stage four, uh, pretty much across like, the board. Stage four up. Doug is what yeah. this is. Yeah, uh, it's riddled the body with. It with was board. it was cute enough. There are definitely some things about it that we'll get into. I'm there, sure. No, there's a lot of stuff that was actually real solid. That was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like probably near the beginning of the show. Uh, a lot of these, I actually laughed out loud a few points. There were probably a lot more of those points, you know, early on. And then as you get near the end, of course, you know. Yeah, the well kind of starts running dry. Yeah. And I, what I had read is that the creator of Doug, like, um, mandated that each episode had a moral. Like, every single episode had to have, like, a moral tied to it. That was the it. biggest thing about this one is yeah. that they hammered <laughs> Be you. Be safe on the internet. Oh, boy. This was, this was written by, even in a pre-boomer uh, era, this was written by boomers. 100%. To, this is a boomer's knowledge of what the internet is, and all they know it is is what they've seen on the AOL front page. <laughs> right. And that's where they drew all, every single reference from this entire thing. Well, and, and that's what kind of read so weird to me is that, so this episode aired in 99 but like like for example like the movie hackers is like one of my favorite i love that movie (laughs) and even that was four years before this Uh and like this is like and i know that the dad being kind of clueless is played for laughs but it's still very much it's like this is a computer and like this is the (laughs) world wide web and it's like okay by 99 we're sort of past that 
I I definitely feel like the original draft of this episode, they just had to scratch out. Um, there are pedophiles and race, uh, rapists <laughs> all over the internet and replace it with like, you've just got to be very careful with your identity online. Right. <laughs> well, you know, the old, the old amalgam was just, you know, around this era of the internet, uh, everyone was saying, you know, don't meet people, don't give your real information, don't exchange goods. Don't, and now you fast forward 20 years later to 2019 and it's, you're literally hailing a stranger to pick you up in their car and take you where they feel like. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, that's where we are today. Hope I don't get murdered. Send. <laughs> I'm sure shocked more people don't get murdered by their uber driver to be quite frank with you <laughs> yeah i feel like yeah people murderers get on it <laughs> you lazy bastard people of, of the late 90s would be just blown away by how much personal information oh, we yeah. offer up <laughs> online and on social media we've invited we've invited big brother to sit on our coffee table for recipes <laughs> like I literally posted something uh, today uh, about how you can get access to some of these reports that uh, their companies, uh, they collate of your information. This writer uh, uh, sent away for the thing and got back a 400-page document that what? like listed uh, comments they had made on uh, uh, Airbnb. Oh, my God. And like, there was another company that had... Um, like blog posts from 10 years previous and these companies like collate all the information and then use it to like determine like if this is a fraud account or not and Whoa. you know if, like, I'm an uh, egomaniac I would love to read that right that's that would be my <laughs> yeah. I'm such a narcissist I forgot I wrote that how brilliant <laughs> oh my review of original Michael Bay's Transformers on my old website I thought it was lost to time Oh my god! Mm. I'm just saying it was a very it was a very scathing review, right, <laughs> for the record. Um, but so how do we feel about the intro? Because I remember Doug's intro as being different. This is very meta. This is Doug being drawn on a page. It was very like like that old Daffy Duck cartoon yes. with like the giant pencil. Yeah, because he tries to like erase the bully kid. Yeah, and then the he has to like try to like hide when the pages are turning, and he's trying to get ahead of it. And it was a little bit of Grover and the monster at the end of this book. Oh my god, which was I very that. very exciting love for me. That book. It's very in my presence of mind right now. So let's just go ahead and launch into the episode. So we begin at a record store, not a record store. We're in there in there in the in Doug's room, looking through records. And somehow Doug has been put as a DJ for a school dance. So first off, everyone deserves to be fired at this school <laughs> because you don't put that kid in charge of that job, especially when the only thing he's going to be pulling from are records in the year 1999. And yeah, putting any kid, let alone Doug Funny. Uh, also, the fact that it's a retro like oldies party. It's yeah. specifically oldies. Right. And they've DJed oldies parties before. So this is a thing. But I was going to ask you if like that was a thing that uh, was normal like oh. a thing that Doug did regularly I don't think so but the problem was th this is where it, it drove me insane is he's done it before and was terrible because <laughs> because everybody's like you're not going to suck like you did last time no, 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 are no. you Doug o only the shitty kid did everybody else loves uh, his oldies I think the shitty kid was the only one speaking truth I think everybody <laughs> else is being too nice to Doug which one was the shitty kid the green one the you know you can't trust the greens the g <laughs> was Roger or was there another green one? Because uh, we got like barely any Roger in this episode. I think it is Roger. He's the one with the really shitty haircut. The orange hair, yeah. the leather jacket, the bully. Yeah. Yeah. He will, you know, what do you expect from the grandson of the Wicked Witch of the West? <laughs> 
I mean, you expect him to be kind of an asshole. I mean, then that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But well, like, I honestly believe, no, here's the deal. I think everybody just won't tell Doug that he sucks at DJing. And so he's the only one who'll stay forward. And for that, I respect Roger. Thank you. Mm-mm. They were <laughs> dancing. So I, I just need to establish the base reality of this cartoon. Uh-huh. So I know what's going on here. And they were dancing at the end. So the problem is this entire fucking school only loves oldies. The entire school is messed up. Um, Can I add? Not just this kid. They were dancing at the end because they had the special record from the the other nerd the m- kid. Music to sway older and women. By. That's music yeah. to sway. What was it? Uh, music to Ooh. impress older women. Yeah, that's by the Roofies. That I was wish, a great band. <laughs> I wish I owned that album a long time ago. And but like the it, point is, it sounded like when when Doug put that record on, not to jump too far ahead, but it sounded like let's jump to the end. It was just <laughs> disco. Like yes. they already had disco. That record was disco. Right. It could have all been circumvented. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot wrong with just the uh, the musical tastes going on. Well, right. The part that would drove me crazy is Doug says something to the effect of, you know, if we screw this up, this party is going to be doomed. And in my head, I'm like, I guess this party is doomed, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Right. That's fine. <laughs> um, so then he has some sort of weird dream that he, that there's a hospital and he's on a gurney. Oh, that's right. And, and and the doctors say he killed the party, and I'm like, oh, okay. I don't remember Doug being a fanciful flight of imagination show like Muppet Babies was. No, where it, they just suddenly like dream on. It was. It absolutely was. But this is the only time it happens in the entire episode. In this episode, they yeah. keep to reality yeah, the entire yeah. rest of the time, which speaks to the fact that it's late stage Doug. Very Thank late you. stage Doug. You can't trust late stage Doug. But yeah, the fact that it was like this weird like death fantasy and then the defibrillators turning into maracas like it's weird it was so weird <laughs> it was so weird okay so, i i yes. don't know that bit i was kind of into so when he started shaking uh the defibrillator <laughs> i was like okay i can i could get into this oh i don't goodness. know i don't know what the uh uh stand back people clear I mean that's a that's a rock and beat. So now, good. hearing it again, it holds up. Uh, I'll you. say that right now. But so if they find their his dad's a record single from when he was a rock star, and cool, we got to talk about that up. We got to talk about the name of this record. Okay, though. please, because I wrote I wrote the first part down, but because uh, this was a thirsty ass record. Yes. <laughs> so the name the name Do you of have the full rec- name the name the full name of the record is. She sat on my zither at the sit-in, and oh, what a high note she hit. They're talking about sex. Like, what kind of filthy, thirsty-ass limericks was, like, (laughs) the the senior funny delivery? It's not just that. It's the fact that they said it more than once in the episode. They they did callbacks to it repeatedly, like, (laughs) hey, parents, if you didn't get it the first time, we put an obvious sex joke in our episode of Doug. Welcome to Doug Disney. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to rewind it a few times just to make sure. I was like, I could be mishearing this, but no. <laughs> she said zither. At the point where they set up the zither album, immediately we jump to the the A storyline of uh, of Doug Funny's dad. We have a new computer and I have a tutorial CD and it's got crazy Kenny in it who is some guy <laughs> who reminded me of a Bill Gates character sure. from that era and um yeah, I really enjoyed the bit where the he's trying to explain slowly to the mom what a mouse is. He's he's mansplaining. Yeah, like yep. he's and like she just dominates him. Yeah, <laughs> just shut down, and that is a pretty great bit. 
She, I love that she refers to zip disks. Yes. Because I haven't thought about zip disks uh-huh. in uh-huh. years. It's crazy because I can't stop thinking about them. Like, <laughs> they take a very important part of my mental uh, faculties. Gi- giant, thick, floppy disks. Shouldn't we have gotten another 128 megabytes of RAM, a two gig hard drive, an upgradable CPU, and a zip drive backup? Well. That was all good. Um, so yeah, and yeah, giant discs that you put in a giant disc drive that mm. was external from your actual drive, and the whole purpose was to take giant files and make them smaller to then make them giant again on your computer. R.I.P. Zip drives, the <laughs> coolest shit on the planet, dude. Zip drives had a hundred meg capacity in the day. <sighs> what and would I you remember even do with all those megs? That was huge. And like, I I can't bust on the show too much for like, because technology was where it was in '99. But like, the fact that she says that we should have gotten a two gig hard drive, yeah. Oh, yeah. on the computer, like that will never not make me laugh. <laughs> no, I, that that stuff is. I love that stuff. There, uh, that's part of the reason why I like going for the uh, the technology based episodes. Yes, because they always contain some real dated references. You're like, damn, yeah, you people, what, were you chiseling stuff out of rock back in 1996? <laughs> for the record, yes, we were. Um, so the part that kills me is that after trying to explain to the family what the computer is, cut to dad is completely overwhelmed by the computer and can't do anything, so he just passes out. <laughs> He, I, they didn't show the bottle no, no, no. of hooch. You skipped but I assume over. He, he, he blacked out at the computer. You skipped over the uh, uh, the oh dirt bike the sister. Oh, the what, sister. Dirt, dirt bike. Uh, first off, I thought his name was Dirt Bug, and I was like, <laughs> who names their child Dirt Bug? Who names their child Dirt Bike? Not the Dirt Bike is much better. I must have because yeah, this must have been exclusively a Disney invention because I never remembered there being a baby. Let alone there being a baby named Dirt Bike. Dirt bike. <laughs> also, the fact that Dirt Bike gets email, like that there's email waiting for Dirt Bike. I like that. It's a good bit. <laughs> yeah, but also, that checks out. To what you said, the sister, uh, 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 she absolutely uh, hates the idea of a computer. Oh, God, it's the best. Mm-hmm. They're nothing but cold, heartless lumps of plastic and silicone. I detest the polymer processions of the uncaring keyboard, the blank, cycloptic stare of the monitor. They are the enemies of true art. I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, really. Everything she said is pretty legit. <laughs> yeah. You really Especially, break it yeah. down. And through today's lens, like, she might be the most right out of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Except the lesson, of course, is not that uh, she has any particular insight through her artistic. Uh, no, she sucks at art, near as I can tell. Right. Her <laughs> art is sitting on the living room couch and just staring at people. Right. Like, that's her art. I mean, at what is she, 16, 18? That is exactly what art is, and that is exactly <laughs> what it should be. I, I I love the bit where like uh yeah it's, they're just uh making fun of pretentious art people because you need you should go through that yeah you should go through uh like you should take all of your just snotty teen arrogance and put it into something mm-hmm. and be able to look back ten years later and go oh my god. The- I was a horrible human being. <laughs> I just appreciate that a little bit later on in the episode, she has an art fantasy about the guy she meets in the chat room. Spoiler alert, we'll get there. Mm. And her art fantasy of them perf- doing art together is literally just him painting her while she hangs out. Right. Because yeah. she sucks at art. While is my she entire ba- point. balances a vase on her face. It was uh, so ridiculous. Hello, friggin' uh, Titanic. <laughs> 
Yeah, but she didn't claim to be an artist. I guess that's where I draw the line of distinction. She says, oh, I'll just get naked for this picture. (laughs) That's fine. It's Tuesday. But like this, she actually considers herself a snooty artist who, near as I can tell, makes no art. What is this? What is the sister's name? Do you remember? Judy. 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 Okay. Uh, Judy is talking about art. Yes. She has crafted an entire persona around her love of art. And much like theater nerds who craft uh, you know a theater persona sure. or even a football player in high school who lives out this jock lifestyle the only reason any of them do that is to get laid okay that's and you know great. what chance she's gonna she was Which, about to bone down this episode speaks to a lot it does with, but that being said chan the football guy with the football persona plays football right. the theater kid with the theater persona does theater the art chick with the art persona Hangs out in her living room making fun of her parents. She critiques art. She critiques that is art. ridiculous. And in 2019, all you need to do is critique. And you don't need to She create. would be a vlogger right now, that's right. for sure. There you go. Without question. Um, what I love about about this episode, like ar- around this part of the episode, and what I loved about like hackers and like the net and stuff like that, is that the the representation of the internet is that everything had like a super graphical interface yes like oh you pick this like fully modeled avatar that yeah. has a whole like voice but and everything especially in 1999 <laughs> like we were lucky we had geocities at that point <laughs> You know, right. and, and so the fact that not only is the chat room you pick your avatar persona, but it's also fully voiced with everything you type, you type. It and, and it's not just it's not just her artist chat room; it's also the record chat room. It's literally every chat room. It was in basically existence. like, I feel like Doug was predicting Second Life in this episode. Oh my god, he was! Just like there are just these faithful representations of people. <laughs> That just looks slightly different and sounds slightly different. I don't know if they predicted anything so much as like they uh, ran into the problem that any computer-based narrative runs into, which is like, how do we turn freaking words on a computer screen into a freaking story? Like we can't we can't just have him typing the entire time and having them read <laughs> along to figure out what's going on. Like, all right. Let's, they have voices, sure. This is a fantasy world. We can make up whatever we goddamn want. It just kills me how the people in the 90s thought computers were at that time, much less would be 20 years in the future, because if you remember all your 90s hackers lore is the fact that if I wanted to hack into something, I literally had to create a knight and go into a castle <laughs> and kill zombies to find the invisible fence right. to find the password to his zip drive so then I could get into his computer. That's how hacking works. To be fair, that's all William Gibson's fault. And Bruce Sterling, <laughs> fucking Neil Stevenson, all of them are like, no, in the glorious future, we're going to have fucking but avatars you, for everything. 20 years later, with the fight that we have uh, IBM's Watson winning Jeopardy, among other things, voice, vo- text-to-voice fucking blue. Lows. Yeah, like it's terrible. terrible. It, it's this is so good. It even adds inflection and tonality right, to exactly. it. And we can't even get the words pronounced right. We're getting in the ballpark with like I I, I just got the, that free Google Mini from uh, Spotify. Oh, the and, Terminator. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. saw an ad for that today. Yeah. Uh, I'm having. You're going to see it. a lot more after saying that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry you guys said that because now I'm going to see a bunch of ads for it. Thank you. Egon oh. hates it. Anytime we do it, he like runs over to me scared. Oh. Like I guess I, maybe he thinks like, there's another person that he can't see in the room. Like, so I feel a little bit bad, but also I'm like, I gotta know what the weather is. 
and I can't be bothered to pick up the phone that's already in my hand and scroll over to that app. I'm just going to ask Google. Oh, I love it. So we cut forward in the story to Shirley, a uh, Swirly's ice cream shop. And, uh, oh, yeah, so uh, it turns out that Judy goes into a, an artist chat room like we talked about before, and she meets a guy. Leonardo de Warhol. Yeah, Leonardo de Warhol, why not? And she picks her avatar as the haughty but nice, which that did make me laugh. That was good. So we, oh, there's the Urban Illuna, Illuminati, too. That, I, I was that I was actually, I, I laughed Pretty a strong. little bit at that, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll cut forward to the ice cream shop, and I just asked the question, why the hell is this dance Doug's problem, right? Like, why did everybody just decide, Doug, you're not good at this, we're going to, we're going to marginalize and make fun of you for not being good at this but you have to do it to a high standard or we'll hate you more and yeah and the how cheap is the school that they can't just like hire a dj <laughs> like poor doug isn't even going to be able to enjoy the day well no. i'm sure this is one of those things where like there's a party planning committee that you volunteer to be on and then you volunteer oh, like, a, like an asb kind of thing yeah sure and uh, also i mean i definitely i would i would burn cds uh, before that, one time when I worked in a uh, uh, pirate radio station, I actually made a mixtape by uh, playing uh, records and uh, CDs and stuff and uh, onto a, a cassette tape so that I could just pop it in when I got to the party and it would just play a mix. That's uh, pretty dope. Just That's... because I was like, I fucking know good music. <laughs> to be fair... I have very specific tastes. And right. And this was also like, let's also remember, like, Doug is 12 in this episode. Yeah. So, so Chan, I want to know how Devin Townsend played at your party. <laughs> you know what? How did that go over they, with all your friends? <laughs> what? No. They got into strapping young lad, and if they didn't, well, that's on them. That's their problem, not mine. <laughs> oh my god then you got to uh, primus pre-popularity love mike's all, all fucking frizzle fry yeah we're gonna do mr bungle like <laughs> before they got signed oh my god so okay so uh, it turns out you could also buy records on the internet oh, no but i did want to yes. ask like uh oh, yes. this this feels like a, a thing where because B doug does kind of put all of this on himself and mm. like all his anxieties are like, Oh my God, I'm going to ruin it. Everyone is going to hate me. Was it like every episode like this where it was set up that, uh, the focus of it would be something that he had to do that he would let them down that, um, from what I remember that, that was a pretty, yeah, pretty common through line is that like he poor Doug, like you could probably write one of those, like the philosophy of Doug books. If it doesn't <laughs> exist already. Cause I feel like he had both, both this savior and this martyr complex where he felt this immense pressure to like make sure everyone was having a good time, but then always fell short. Well, I'm, I, I'm asking because I, I, I definitely identify on that level. Sure. And kind of that, that mixtape thing I was talking about sort of play into that, that thing of like, uh, uh, like creating these, unrealistic expectations and also projecting out that like everyone's staring at you all the time. 100%. Like, you know. And yeah, I definitely think that was one of the most common themes of Doug is, is that kind of anxiety. Um, I don't remember a ton of the Nickelodeon episodes, but it would probably be along those lines. Well, we cut forward to you could buy records on the internet. Mm -hmm. And so he wants to get the new, let it beat record or get, get the antique, let it beat uh, a record, and so he goes into the uh, voiced, fully voiced chat for the uh, the the record enthusiast club of 1999. <laughs> Real quick, b before we before we get to that, can we talk about like the maniac in the burger shirt? 
at, Absolutely. at, at Swirlies. Did, did you guys do you guys remember that? Nope. Because this kid had a voice that I literally could not comprehend. It was the the high high pitched kid. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah like. Yeah. He he was talking about downloading secret codes from like because he's on Pirate Bay yeah, exactly. from the year nineteen ninety nine. Secret codes and I tell you what they were, but I can't because they're a secret. <laughs> Is it this kid? Uh, Let me on. see. I download secret coded messages from the Man of Steel Man homepage. <laughs> yes. Okay, you're right. yeah, you're right that's pretty that crazy. Up. That He's was great. Yep. Out of his mind, just like <laughs> I'm, just like, what is he trying to reference? Like, what point is he serving? Uh, is <laughs> real quick. I I I'm using this new uh, transcription program called the Script. Mm-hmm. So I like uh, I. I throw in the audio and it spits out a machine translation, and uh, this is what it thinks that sentence was. Well, I download secret recorded messages from the Maddow still mad homepage, and that kind of works. Like <laughs> Rachel Maddow's still pretty pissed, still mad. It kind of works. Man, Doug did it first. Oh, I love it. Uh, he did a lot of things first. Like man. we'll get into the whole subplot about catfishing. Like, yeah, <laughs> we'll do that. Well, let's let's so push. Well, I mean, we've forward. already sort of touched on it. Yeah, yeah. she meets a, a a man named Leonardo de. Oh, that's Warhol. right, Leonardo de Warhol. Leonardo yeah. de Warhol. And it turned out to be these these really shitty twins. The sleep. Each twins. We'll get to the, yeah. Yes. What? Moog. Moog Sleech. Moog Sleech. What, the what? His name is Moog Sleech. Was it Moog? I got Moog out of it. Okay, I thought it was Moo. I w- I'm not sure. I, I, I didn't. I meant to look it up. I thought Chance it was to the Google. I thought it was Moose Leech. I think that's the bit. I think that's the joke is that it sounds like that. But the way they kept saying Moo Sleech, it was the weirdest thing. And I need to follow up on that. I can't remember if that's a holdover character from the Nick era, but it was so they weird. They sucked, but they were great. But they also sucked as yes. people. But they were great. <laughs> so he meets a Doug meets a stranger on the internet, and this episode could now at this point go many different ways. Yeah, thankfully they went the it's, way they did. Especially considering Doug's avatar is is him. Like identical is yes. is just him, yeah. and nobody addresses that. They cut to the avatars that you can choose from, and he just picks the one that is Doug. So either either it is him, and nobody addresses it, or Doug is so nondescript that I, it could just be anyone. I feel like that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> he's literally. If you were to make Commander Shepard and Mass Effect is just the default, that's Doug. <laughs> you know, that's just who he is. Of course. Um, uh, happy M seven day, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Al and Moo Sleech. Okay, so Moo Sleech. Yeah. First off, who names your kid Moo? Uh, bad job. Moo bad job, parents. Bad job, Sleech parents. And the other one is Al? Yeah. Okay. Is okay. Al viable? I mean, they could They could have spelled it M-U Sleech, but they went with M-O-O like a cow. Yep, yep. And boy, for a husky kid, that is... <laughs> what an awful, oh. yeah. No wonder he's shitty. Just put a bull in the back of his head. I mean, he's, to he's be fair, you name your kid Moo, you expect them to catfish women on the internet. <laughs> Honestly, I got to put this on the parents. I yeah. agree. What yeah, really. Yeah. Um, so going forward, Doug takes this whole thing of his albums to trade for this one album. Now, he has comfortably 25 records with him at that time. Gotta be, yeah. Tons of them, including accident- somehow accidentally packed his father's one-of-a-kind single. I call I call BS on that right now. I think he's trying was, to get rid of it. Yeah, that was framed. How yeah. does that... Yeah. It was not even with the other records. Oops, can't believe that got in there. That's sort of like when my wife wants to get rid of some of my cool stuff, and she'll be like, I'm just gonna take all this out to the dump. Oh, how'd your toy get in there? Like... I need that Sky Striker. Stop it. Don't you dare. I know a wing is missing. <laughs> See, I was going to jump in. This is getting a little too in. personal, guys. 
I was going to jump in with like, I 100% get how uh, uh, a kid that age would do something dumb like that and then, you know, like, trying to like uh, uh, smooth it over and whatnot. But then you came in real hard with the autobiographical <laughs> stuff and I felt. No, uh, I mean, I made that story up. That would never happen. <laughs> certainly not. So, what? yeah, like I'm trying to remember. I, I, he never had a reason to take it out of the frame, right? No. No, it's, okay. it's still in the frame. They, I think they might have taken it out in the opening scene, but they put it back. Maybe just to, yeah, just to like show Skeet or something. Also, it was know. on a frame because it was hanging on a wall. Yeah. Put it back on the wall. Exactly. Start there. I don't know. Also, as I was watching this, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Someday there's going to be a thing that I have that I really like, and I just want to keep it forever. And that kid is going to break it. He's going to lose it because they're going to throw yes. it into the garbage disposal. And I have to be ready for that. Yeah. I have to know it's coming and like have a measured response to it. I did it to my dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know I did. It's going to. Oh, God. Yeah. Why did we have kids? Jesus. <laughs> You know why we had kids? To ruin our stuff. (laughs) So, okay. So there's a fire in a trash can. So Doug and his friend both run over there to put it out. First off, bad job them. Not necessary. Mm. Uh, And then they turn around. Their albums have been stolen. Now, it's only been 10 seconds. And it's a very large, hefty, uh, uh, hard-to-carry thing. You'd think that they just looked a little bit. They could find the guy who ran off with it. Right. Especially finding out the guy who did it is a sloth of a man. (laughs) Here's the thing. Uh, that that is that man's livelihood. Mm-hmm. He stocks his store by catfishing and stealing little kids' record collections. See, He's got this down to a science. Does he though? Because he also doesn't have a business license to operate. That's so true. I would think that that should be your first thing if that's your business. You know, what are the odds that the mayor of the damn city is going to come into the slum part of town that you're in, walk into your little hellhole that's just stocked with stolen goods? I mean, this is like a pawn um, shop. And she just, she just happens to be there with the kid that yeah. you scammed that very day. <laughs> Have you seen Bluffington? Not a good neighborhood. All right. So I fully expect that corrupt mayor to show up there most days. Thank you. Check out my blog post. Corruption in Bluffington. One of the funnies hiding. According to Wikipedia, uh, Bluffington isn't in any distinct state. But I guess it's loosely based on Richmond, Virginia, because that's where the creator of the show grew up. Sure. So I mean, here's the deal that makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, okay, so uh, they, his dad's record has now been stolen and missing completely. And I just love the fact they go, hey, let's buy another of your dad's one-of-a-kind records, not ever thinking for a second, hey, maybe it was stolen to be resold again as a rare and valuable record. Mm. So when they find it immediately on the internet, they don't stop to pause for a second to even consider maybe it's the same one. And also like what a terrible scam artist friendly Frankie is to like steal those records and bring them to a shop. That's like with gotta be within miles of where it happened. Just outside the park. Yeah. Near as I can tell. Oh, no, they went home and searched online, yes. and they found this place, and they went to it. They had the mayor drive them. So Let me say right now, that's excellent customer service to get that album and get it on the internet site in 1999 so quickly. But it's still, everything is still happening within Bluffington, Correct. right? Yes. Because since the mayor has jurisdiction over the student's lack of a 
business license. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't just call the cops. She calls the chief of the police. The chief of police. The chief of police. Like, how serious is this? <laughs> she calls Mariska Hargitay <laughs> to come do the crackdown. <laughs> it's crazy how this thing goes. Okay, we'll get there. Yeah. So, um, okay, so Judy wants to meet the guy off the internet, and they're just like, no, we of course can't do that. And then, of course, the ego takes over. The guy's like, well, what? And every shitty dude thinks this. Well, I know I catfished her. But once she puts it together, she'll thank me for it because I'm so wonderful. Very much misunderstanding the human condition 100%. Right. And that's why he was single in the first place. Have we gotten to the part where he's reading the book yet? The the big book of dating? Uh, not uh, yet. Okay. We're going to get there because okay, I loved that too. <laughs> yes. So, um, okay. So Judy is um, on the phone talking to her friend about her big date. And she's the, the one phone from the house. And I'm like, I remember those days. Absolutely. When there was one corded phone in the center of your house. So every time you were on the phone trying to do business or personal business, it became everybody's right. business. Wait, what? What Dude, kind of what kind of doing business are you doing, right? If you were trying to talk to a girl on the phone, mm. you had to understand, especially me being as voluminous as I am, that sure. every other person in my house is going to know exactly what I was doing the entire time. Sure, sure. And that, that gets weird. Did they mock you for saying that you were doing business with a girl <laughs> when you were talking to her? Maybe that's why I never got dates in high school. No, no, this, uh, yeah. Excuse yeah. me, ma'am. Would you care to do business with me on a relationship <laughs> front? Works in a corporate circle, not so good in high school. Well, and, um, and that was one thing that I was surprised that. about, the fact that she is like, loudly announcing this date that she's going on with an internet stranger in the living room while her parents are feet away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Judy would be more scrupulous than that. Oh, no. Okay, come on now. She (laughs) is... a bohemian. She's an art snob. She goes around wearing all of these clothes, and it is clearly... Most of us walk around wearing most of these clothes. (laughs) Uh, I mean, a specific kind of clothing. If you don't, you tend to get arrested by the chief of police of Bluffington. This is as goth as as Doug is going to get in the Correct. uh, You're not going full Daria yet. Right. Right. Uh, So she is clearly doing this as a repudiation of her parents. So, of course, she's going to be like... Talking to an internet stranger on the phone while they're right there, and like, <laughs> oh god, mom, dad, she's she's lashing out, and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Again, this is exactly when you're supposed to be doing that sort of thing. Sure, that and, makes sense. And, and I do appreciate the parents uh, uh, from a different prison putting their foot down and being like, "No, you're not going to meet a random stranger you met on 1999's internet." I've seen CBS Nightly News. I know what happens in <laughs> these just, chat I, roulettes. I love that they just they don't just shut it down like altogether. They just yeah. say like, well, just let's just meet him first. Sure. Yeah, and I think well, that's legitimate. Whoa. Just this let this 35-year-old dude show up here <laughs> and we'll deal with it from we'll there. Offer him some sweet tea yep. and we'll call Chris Hansen. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, okay. Are so, you Leonardo de Warhol? Uh, don't worry about that. Seat over here. Uh, so we cut to Moose Leach and his brother Al, where they now bust out the big book of dating for boys, and, which, aka the game of 1999. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. And they learn uh, uh, in order to woo an older woman, you need gifts. Just gotta buy her shit. That's it. <laughs> Little did they know, all you had to do was ask how their day was. <laughs> Legitimately, that's all it took. Not for no, not for Al Moose Leach. Gifts. Fancy gifts, Ugh. such as a fancy record. Yeah, because it all it all lumps back to the A story. Everyone the loves good music writing so much in Bluffington. Yeah, so let's get to the the critically acclaimed record store scene. 
we go to the record store. He's got the mayor of Bloomington, uh, 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 his friend's mom, and he's there with his friend and the friend's parents, who happens to be the mayor of Bloomington or Bluffington. Bluffington, excuse yeah. me. I'm thinking of the coat factory. And I don't, I don't think the Dinks are Skeeter's parents. Oh. They're they're literally just like friends of. Doug's. Excuse me. I thought they were his parents. No, no, no. Okay. Um. Skeet, I don't even know. I'm, I'm sure we've met Skeeter's family at some point in the show, but like he's mainly just hanging out with Doug. So it's Doug, Skeeter, Mr. Dink, and Mayor Dink. Love it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Dinks. And that, so which was always good for a laugh. They, they show up to the record store, and first off, they walk in the record store, and the guy is shitty to him from the moment go. Are you going to buy something or you're going to get out? The second they get in. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I I, I instantly uh, checked that as a comic book uh, store owner. I was like, oh, yeah, that's totally normal. <laughs> that is exactly what I would expect walking into a comic book shop. Why wouldn't it also be the case in this record store? I was also convinced for a, for a brief second that this record shop owner was voiced by Danny DeVito. I was like, did Disney get Danny DeVito? I mean, always on the table. Right. Always on the table. I don't think it was, but it was definitely someone doing Danny DeVito. It's one of the last episodes of the series, Danny. What do you say? Blow out that that budget. (laughs) Stuck casting for the last season. (laughs) Just for the shitty record store owner. And I just appreciate that literally his job, I mean, he's first off, you're running a black market business. So you should at least maintain professional so as not to draw attention to yourself in a negative way. Not that I know about this industry. I'm just saying it's common knowledge. (laughs) And also for someone running a black market shop in, in plain view, in plain view, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess to be fair, like if, if the mayor walked in just in street clothes, I might, I probably wouldn't know what they looked like. So I guess maybe that can be forgiven. But, but wouldn't you recognize them as a couple of like, oh, these are some straight edges coming into my store, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you'd recognize like, oh, these are people not to be trifled with. They might cause me in my black market business some trouble. Right. And also just like, I I figure the, the, the police of Bluffington like wouldn't really care about stolen records. No. Like, how are you going to prove anything? Yeah. First off, exactly. How are you going to prove anything? There was tape on the back of this record officer, <laughs> so clearly it was my record. Right. It just doesn't fly in a court of law. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> I mean, this is just where I'm coming from. So, okay. So he ends up uh, being shitty to Doug and, and Skeeter, and then they all of a sudden they put two and two together because there was tape on the back of the record that, oh, wait a minute, this one-of-a-kind record probably doesn't have another one in circulation in the same town. Right. (laughs) And then they recognize the chew marks on some of the other records. Yeah. (laughs) Dirt bikes teething marks. Like how distinct are this kid's teeth? No wrong. I think that's the wrong take. My take is how are the parents chewing on their records when they're apparently not paying a lick of attention? Right, right, right. (laughs) Oh, you're telling me that there aren't, like 10,000 things in your house that don't have teeth marks all over them. <laughs> they do, but they're not valuable. <laughs> oh, well, no, uh, the teeth marks were on like, just like a record. There were just a bunch <laughs> of records in there. Most of them are the, probably like the, the dollar te- specials. The teeth marks weren't, weren't on. She sat on my zither at the sit in and oh, what I kind of <laughs> no, That's why you hang that one on the wall. It was just like the generic disco record. But, uh, but she sat on my zither at the sit in and oh, what a high note she hit. Yeah, it's a good title. <laughs> I guess, but these records were valuable enough to steal and trade for a The Beats album. Right. 
I guess in my mind, they're valuable enough to not be chewed on for, by a baby. For one twenty-fifth of the Beats album. <laughs> Here's the thing. Those kids don't know what the fuck they have. <laughs> like, if the, the dad probably gave, gave them just, like, crates of garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, you know, like, you could go to any thrift store and, like, cool, another friggin' Donna Summer album. There's <laughs> 40 of them in this crate alone here. Uh, I'll be honest. The 99 Cent Store, if you ever find their music section... I find it to be quite lacking, <laughs> but I'll still buy them. <laughs> Look, if you haven't bought an album at a dollar store and then just tried it out, I feel like you're missing the point of life. Oh, for no, sure. it is. I absolutely. I mean, we still have a, a record player. So like whenever we go to a thrift store, I'll sneak in the bag and like just look through and like some, sometimes there's really fun stuff or like really weird shit. And great. Mm. Add it to the list. That's called victory. That's what I'm saying. Uh, no, that album was terrible. The Jackson Five <laughs> should not have been making records that late in the '80s. That's all I gotta say about that. So, so the Joe mayor Jackson ends up calling the police because she believes Doug's story, which is not a very like I say, this case is not very airtight. No, as far as fraud case to go, now she does bust on the the guy for not having a valid business license posted. That's a legitimate complaint. Uh, That's easily provable. The dude, what are you doing, dude? Physically threatened the mayor of the town. Maybe a mistake. I'm, Did he threaten her? Yeah, he was. He blocked the way. Oh, that that's is right. That is that kidnapping, is, uh, incarceration, unlawful incarceration, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's one of those crimes for sure. It's and something that's when, that white people do. And that's when Mariska Hargitay <laughs> showed up and laid the law down with iced tea. Yep. And oh. I'm here for it. <laughs> Um, Got some DNA evidence off those records. <laughs> this is dirt bug spit. <laughs> so, okay. So all of a sudden, now the moral of the story is the parents have decided they're going to start monitoring their children's online activity. <laughs> yep. Both reasonable and horrifying at the same time, because yep. this is right when Doug was about to find all that sweet, sweet adult sites on the internet. <laughs> I assume because Doug's adventures online also coinciding with being one of the last episodes of Doug does hold up if you think about it under that light. Yeah, he's right about at that age the, the, where he's going to start. He's exploring. about to find it. Yep. <laughs> one way or another, he's about to find. He's about to find that magazine in the woods. He's about to download real pixelated JPEGs of like a boob. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Oh, just line by line, just waiting for it to come through. Oh man. Okay, so then we fi- we finally like we go to the dance and it's going well enough. I love at the dance that like, cause we, like I said earlier, we barely got any Roger Klotz in this episode, but like they're still, they still have to paint him as such a bully that like he's in the middle of dancing with a girl and he's still being pushy about dancing with her. Yeah. Like he's already mid dance and he's like, Hey, come on, let's cut a rug. Like you're already <laughs> dancing. Like you don't, you did it. You don't have to like be a dick about it. And and oh, we have the we have the final of the meeting uh, between Moo Sleesh, and it does not go well. Judy is not is not here for this uh, at all. And she like, does not I, appreciate it. I went back and forth on this because like, okay, yeah, sure. We got earlier in the episode that Moose Leach has been telling all sorts of lies about like having a degree in this and having like chiseled abs and blah blah blah. She doesn't know any of his lies past, like, he's a short, dumpy guy, which is enough to make her scream in terror. Well, I mean, okay, here, here is the scream in all its unfettered glory. <laughs> Hi, you're Leonardo. I brought you this lovely record. Oh, I guess she's not a music lover. 
but all, uh, also, uh, she thought that she found like this hot college dude. It turns out to be one of uh, her younger brother's shittier friends. <laughs> That's true. Like that is that That's is fair. A, she has fully earned and that screen. To be yeah. fair, Chan, when you say she met a a, a a older college dude, what you're trying to say is she met a pedophile also, who was happy also, to go out with a 16 year old. That's also true. And I mean, statutory. We well, let's assume that he's like 19. You're like sort of in the yeah, ballpark. I'm there. sorry, but when she opens the door and Roy Moore answers, <laughs> <laughs> I think she's getting what she paid for. There is all I'm trying to say. I he, also sure. I. I'm not sure if she is 16 or if we're just like being generous. Like she could, since Doug is 12, like she could also be 14. <laughs> oh, wow. So that gets worse. Okay, now it gets creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> now, now we've gone from Roy Moore to Drake and this is not a good stepping ladder at all. No, Millie, don't do don't it. Don't do it, Millie. Oh, it's not man. worth it. Um, okay, so in turn, we go cut to the dance. Get away from that conversation. Cut to the dance, and, and it's a hit. What, you afraid of being sued by Drake? No, I'll go head-to-head with that mofo. No. I'll tell that Canadian son of a bitch what's what. I'll be honest. <laughs> Stay if, away from our young American daughters. If if Drake sued me, it'd probably be the best thing for my career. So I would say, yes, please. Drake, you're a naughty fellow. Sue me over that, big boy. A haughty but nice fellow. A haughty but, haughty nice. but nice. That's how he'd probably consider himself. Uh, so the dance is a hit. And you know what? Moose Leash uh, rebounded well. Uh, he's They're dancing, and he's got great confidence. And he's got like seven chicks who are all about that bone. So I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, dude. Just sell it. Was he the one that was like like breaking? Was I don't know. Like, they look exactly the same to me. Was, so. Or one of them was like break dancing at the end of the episode. It was probably Al. Right? But either way, they're the same person. They're identical. Yeah. Like They're just palette swaps they're player one and player two we got, of we, the same person. A classic ruin ken situation here <laughs> right. you know that's all so okay so doug did it hold up i would say absolutely sure, sure i would sure, say sure. this is one of the few times we've watched a show from 20 or more years ago and i've been generally impressed by it like yeah. i definitely like i see what they were going for of course it got silly because of some of the culturalness of the time as far as the internet goes but i think overall the messages were decent and the plots made sense that's all i could ask for in a cartoon on this show the whole moral thing like it was really too much for me and but but i think it was kind of the only thing that kind of dragged it down for me everything else about it like yeah this is solid and i would absolutely have watched it if i were that age mm-hmm. and uh even watching it now i'm like yeah well constructed pretty solid jokes you it, know. Went, it went by real fast when i was when i was watching the episode it went by crazy quickly would you watch more episodes are you like have you rekindled that flame uh i don't know if i would go that far <laughs> maybe uh, just the early nick stuff yeah maybe no, yeah b- that banging on a trash can era. disney bullshit yeah <laughs> Fuck Disney. I don't give a shit that you're opening up your Disney Plus in a few days. I I can't wait for Disney Plus. I'm ready. And you also bought Disney Plus, so don't pretend that you're like you didn't. (laughs) No, not yet. We're we got so many other freaking things and like I like signing up for all of them and and basically we're just waiting for Picard is what's happening. Of course. We're waiting for CBS All Access Uh, to get their uh shit going. But then yeah, we'll we'll cave and 
joins <laughs> Disney Plus. I'm saying right now, I am a, I am a day one. If I could have just started paying for Disney Plus six months ago, I just would have started paying for it to get used to it. I would have been okay with that, even if the service wasn't there. I signed up for the three year deal for under four dollars a month because I'm a straight baller with cash <laughs> falling out of my pockets. <laughs> Making it rain on Disney Plus. Oh my God! Making uh, it rain on that video game tester salary. We got yeah. to pay for HBO Max too. All the above, Jesus, dude. It's gonna be yeah. so so many so things. Much. And that's our show. Yeah. Ooh. Tyler, thank you so much for doing of the show. Of course. Tell the people at home uh, where they can find you, where they can see you, and maybe some social media if they'd like to reach out. Oh, man. I've got a lot to plug, actually, for once. Um, well, cut it down to... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> as much as you would like. So, so yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm currently on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, it airs uh, Saturdays at 1 a.m. on KDOC in L.A., uh, but you can find it on Fight TV uh, if you're elsewhere in the country, or we, we are nationally syndicated, uh, so check those local local listings. Um, I am a, a regular performer at the Pack Theater. I just joined a sketch team called Friendo. Um, we've got a whole bunch of shows coming up, but starting in January, it'll be every fourth Sunday, every... Uh, the fourth Sunday of every month. I want to word that correctly. Where are you going? You uh, you got uh, you got to a festival, didn't you? Um, oh, so Frendo just got back from New York Sketch Fest. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that was like right around the time that I joined. Um, so yeah, so it'll be the fourth Sunday of every month at eight o'clock. Uh, us and a team called Pageant. Um, I'm also. Uh, when is this dropping? When is it? When is this? When do you guys in mid November? Okay, okay. So yeah, <laughs> so the other shows have probably so yeah. Friendo is is the main thing. Friendo Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Those are the main things. Um, on social media, I am at Ty Matthews PMA both on Twitter and Instagram uh, and PlayStation Network. If you're playing Overwatch, that's mainly what I do with my free time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's about it. It's good stuff. Chan, any stuff you want to plug? Uh, uh, you want to just plug knowing it's half the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I got a, a new podcast. Oh, uh, boy. WWE Recap. Uh, yeah, where we just watch Raw and do a five-minute recap of oh, it. Oh, nice. Case, so like, uh, yeah, so like if you can't be bothered to slog through three hours. like That's fair. It's, it's basically, I was like, man, I just want a friggin' recap show so I can like figure out what happened and then move on with my life because... Most of the time, I can't spend three hours doing it. And exactly. Like, oh, that if if I can if I can slip back in one thing I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also host on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, I am a co-host of the Xbox One Two Three Sixty podcast every Whoa. Tuesday alongside Xbox and and Denise Salcedo. And I I'm, did not know that. Yeah, and I'm on the uh, the Purge After Show as well on on AfterBuzz TV. Nice. God bless Sean Waltman. God bless us all. I love gotta love Sean Waltman. God bless him. <laughs> but yeah, and that reminded me because I used to co-host the Raw After show on after buzz for like two years and i couldn't do it anymore <laughs> yeah i feel like this is gonna break me yeah <laughs> but also you asked if you could do that plug and the answer is no <laughs> cut it do not put that in the show Ch- chan if that makes the show i'll be very upset it. please make remove that from our history um guys you can check out my other show i mentioned at the top the who would win show you where myself and james gavsey uh, debate superheroes and fictional characters fighting in a battle debate style and we bring in uh, great judges such as in this last week, uh, as we record this, Robert Clark Chan was just the judge of the show and gave me the victory, unbeknownst how by anybody, because he hates that. He hates it when I win things. I it really it's like three victories when Robert Clark Chan gives me the win. <laughs> That's all I want is just when I walk into a room, people just be thrilled and overjoyed and as if I were 
three of me. There's just so much love to give. That's one way of expressing it, yes. And also, <laughs> if you happen to be a video game player, check out a new game that I helped make called Call of Duty Modern Warfare Never by this indie studio called Activision Infinity <laughs> Ward. Uh, I helped make that. So buy that for the holiday season. It's Christmas. Give the gift of shooting. That's, you get, oh, a, you get a cut of that, right? You, uh, you get royalties on that? I, I, there's enough of my soul in that disc <laughs> that no. I feel like I should. No, we've se- we've seen it leaking out of you when you <laughs> come in here after wrong. like a f- 16 hour day. <laughs> just like <"Arr." laughs> just shaking, being like, Gina, can we stop talking about sandwiches and just start the goddamn show? <laughs> I don't want to say that's what happens, but that's sometimes what happens. <laughs> uh, you can also hit me up on social media. Chan, do your so. Oh, I'll just start. Uh, it's supposed to be it for the show. I don't know what's going on anymore. 999 RPMs. Yeah, ah. that's great. So also, you can hit us up Facebook.com slash Knowing Us Half the Podcast or at G.I. Joe Podcast on Twitter. Individually, you can hit me up. I am at Almighty Ray. Do you realize that Gina still doesn't know that pot, that Twitter handle? No. <laughs> She has no idea. No, people will tweet at Gina Ippy at G.I. Joe podcast. She'll be like, what's this other thing included in this tweet sent to me? That should probably just be me. <laughs> but it'll be about something she said on the show about catnip or something. And 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 people will want to comment on it. Uh, listener Andy Costello made a uh, he photoshopped G- Gina with the, uh, the Hollywood, Hollywood headband Hogan. and yeah. the beer, just like the uh, and like an NWO belt with the. Uh, oh, I uh, saw spray. that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. incredible. It is exact. That is exactly Gina. She is such a sellout. <laughs> I didn't realize it was photoshopped. First off, let me just say it looked so real. It's it looked- a great job. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so so good job, listener of the show, Andy Costello. <laughs> great job on that. Until then, next week, we might do G.I. Joe again someday. Could be. Bye. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.